Somebody wrote on Twitter, Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan announced their divorce. Apparently, they couldn't handle the financial burden of constantly replacing melted mattresses. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. They melt a mattress? I guess because they're good looking. I have no idea. Oh, because they're so hot. Channing Tatum's that hot. The only person that thinks Channing Tatum is that hot is Dan Hill. Yeah. And Dan, he is officially single. You can go ahead and get Dan. You can go ahead and get your little Channing Tatum on. Dan is 100% driving back from New York as fast as possible. That's right. That's right. Once he hears that that news. He's he's not going to turn around. Mm -mm. He's headed straight here. He's headed straight to Channing Tatum's door. And that's why you're listening to episode 117 of the Dan and Cody podcast. Booyah. This is the Dan and Cody podcast. This is it. Right here, Cody. You put on those headphones and you go to work. Why are you yelling? This is where our message is heard. It's time to get hype. Say it with me. What are we saying? Dan and Cody. Uh, Dan and Cody. Dan and Cody. Meet Dan and Cody podcast. Dan and Cody podcast. Dan and Cody podcast. Get some. Dan and Cody podcast. This episode of the Dan and Cody podcast is brought to you by Studio Headphones. Guys, if you want to combine tech and style, check out Studio. Head to their link in our show notes and enter the code DNK for 15% off your order plus free shipping. Or just go to studiosweden.com. Welcome back, Tim, everybody. Thanks, thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming back on week two for Tim. He's been on this, he's been on the podcast. Three times? This is my fourth time. <laughs> fourth time? Yeah. One with you. Yeah. Two times with Dan Hill. And now one with you. No, one with you both. One with us both. With the actual Dan and Cody podcast. And then you and were then, in town and you and Dan did one. Right. And then, and then you did it again last that, week. And now this week. This week. Wow. Marshall James Porter better fear for his life because Tim's about to pass him. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm pretty fast. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you're a racer, naturally. Yeah, like, well, short distance. Oh, short? Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a Michael, Michael, what's the guy? Remember <laughs> Michael, whatever's gold shoes? Sphinx? No. No. You don't remember gold shoes yeah. from the 96 yeah, Atlanta do. Olympics? What was his name? Michael. Jo- Michael Johnson? Michael Johnson. Yeah. Man, those, those gold shoes, shoes right? <laughs> That's right. He was fast. The, the gold shoes made him fast. Not- oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Imagine if Usain Bolt wore, wore those gold shoes. Oh my goodness, that dude, forget it. You wouldn't even be able to see him. That's right. All you'd see is gold. <laughs> That's it. Just gold. <laughs> Just a flash. <laughs> I got like a gold rainbow. Absolutely. He'd be the coolest gold rainbow. I remember when the Nike Airs came out. Mm-hmm. I was in like, I don't know, middle school maybe. Right. And, uh, you know, with the bubble at the bottom. Right. The bubble at the bottom. And we, uh, me and my friend, me and my friend Jimmy, up the block, we, uh, we climbed on our friend Timmy's roof. I'm not kidding. Wow. So two Timmy's and a Jimmy. Two Timmy's and a Jimmy. Wow. This is <laughs> not a South Park episode. And we were, no, no, no. We were like, oh, yeah, if you jump, like, you got the bubble now. It'll probably absorb some of the... <laughs> so we can jump from really high. Yeah, yeah. So we jumped from, like, whatever. It's probably, like, a 12-foot roof or the something. The logic of a child. Yeah, it didn't work out. No. You would think. I did one of those, like, you know when you'd land... And your knees like just snap up and hit you in the face. Right, right, right. I did that. Oh wow, that's terrible. I should have rolled. I I'm trying to think. There was a time you like for whatever reason. Whenever I was a kid, I always had this desire to build a hang glider. 
and like test it by jumping off of a roof. And I always thought to myself, you know, balloons. You can you can you can you can jump out with a parachute. Why can't I make a parachute out of out of uh, grocery bags? I mean, it does the same thing. Plastic, like plastic grocery bags. But you know, I wasn't a scientist when I was fourteen. No, nor are you one now. Nope, nope, not a scientist. Did you try it? Did you? Did you jump? No, I, I mean, what you do, you test these things. So you go on a trampoline, right? And you jump up and down with the with the bag, and you hope, well, maybe it's going <laughs> to slow you down. When you fall, no, you just lie on your back, bounce right back yeah. up. So it doesn't slow you down one bit. I mean, maybe a little bit. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. It I would, mean, it wouldn't slow Michael Johnson down in those gold shoes. Nope, exactly. Impossible. Impossible. Yep. When you when you were a kid, did you have a trampoline? Did you have access to a trampoline? No, no, no. Like, my, there's no way my mother would buy me like a trampoline. Well, I I didn't get a trampoline for years. Right. No, I was so accident prone anyway. Were you? Yeah, because I was so fucking crazy and just like you were just like all over the place. And yeah, so a trampoline would have been. But when we were in high school, we used to run into people's backyards that we knew had trampolines. Very nice. And we'd fucking jump, jump on up them. and down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the trampoline was a big part of my life as a young man. That's cool. You had one. How big was it? We had one of the we we, we there was like this big deal. Everybody, all of my friends had trampolines, and then my mom decided it's going to do it for me and my two younger brothers, so we got it, and it was one of those, like, you know, so it was like a full-size tramp, right? Right. I had a friend that I went to high school with when he was a kid. He crawled underneath the trampoline when his brothers were jumping on it, busted his neck. Uh, he had like one of those big like metal rod things that he had to have on his neck until his like spine fused together oh, or whatever dude, it was. That's terrible. He broke his neck. Broke did, it. Did you have the... Um like the you know how they have them like screened in nowadays? There's like yeah, the, the, net, the netting around it. The screening was a, is a newer feature. I right. would say the screening's like a ten or fifteen year yeah, add on, yeah. right? I, when I was a kid, it was like you know the wires and the, the the springs are there. Did your leg ever land like between the springs and like the like the outer ring? You know, there's like the holes. You know what I'm talking so, about. So 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 what would it, so what happened? What I, didn't happen to me, but my younger brother. Like we're jumping, and I'm like off the. I like because I would jump off it and then land on the ground, yeah. right? And then my brother missed the jump, and his foot went right in, and I watched his leg go between the two springs. And what's crazy is the metal bar where it connects caught his his like leg or his thigh, and he's just like hanging with one leg straight out, like planking. And he's like, oh my god! He's like screaming, oh, it hurts! And I like run over and I pick him up. I'm like, you're okay, you're okay. It does hurt though, dude. I, I mean, that's not a that's that's not a game. No, trampolines are fun. They're fun. They they, they, are. they are fun. We they have these huge trampoline places now, like tremendous. Like, I've seen like people go in and they pay. I went to a birthday party up in uh in Valencia. No. Yeah. Really. Tim from New York, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, it was uh, my friend's kid. They they rented out like some of the pl- you know. They you sure it wasn't just you and Dan decided to go hand in hand? <laughs> I just walked into a kid's birthday party. <laughs> We're in Canyon Country, Dan. Let's yeah. just do it. Hey, man, I'm a I'm a former janitor. Sure, right. come right on in. Right, creepy right. janitor. Um, yeah, no, and the whole place was like. It was just trampolines everywhere. It was a lot. It was fun. You could bounce from one to the next to the next. And then they had vertical like trampolines kind of on a diagonal where you could like bounce off the wall in a way. Oh, that's pretty badass. It was really cool. It's tiring. Oh, yeah. When you're a kid, you can do it all day, all night. It's nuts. No, you get a good like leg workout. Speaking of legs, I broke my leg once on my friend's brother's leg. 
put that, do that math. I broke my leg on my friend's <laughs> brother's leg. Right. Was this like one of those, like you guys were kicking each other's shins? <laughs> right. You're, you're very, 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 very smart at times. Thank you. Like right now. Thank you. So I was running and I went to trip him. And mm-hmm. he was older than me. He was bigger. Right. And my shin hit his shin. Correct. Uh-huh. And it was like a, a loud snap. Right? Wow. And How old were you? I was in third grade. Okay. So you're, you're seven or eight. Yeah. I was in third grade. Yep. And they thought, I'm not kidding, my friend, his brother, I forget who else was there. They thought it was a, a stick or a twig. <laughs> You're on the ground, like, yeah. oh my god, why well, you hurt, man? You stepped on yeah, a twig. You're fine, dude. Like, yeah. like my, I was like, oh, my leg. Like, so my brother's friend carried me to my house because it was yeah. down the block. Now, get this. this is this is parenting in the 80s. My mother says, <laughs> I was in pain, right? She says, we'll keep an eye on it and we'll see what happens. Just put some ice on it. <laughs> That's not a lie. No. I experienced the same thing, yeah. man. My brother did it with his with his collarbone. Yeah. So <laughs> I was in pain. I was like writhing in pain. <clears throat> and even back then, I had a pretty good pain tolerance. Right. But, so I lived up the block from the hospital. Another, looking back, like definitely there was some universal code at work there. Like make sure this kid lives near a hospital. Right, I, right. Like your I, mom knew, like, yeah, because I this had, kid was when he was two, he'd just run into the wall for fun. Right, exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. So I, it was like, it got to like later at night. I want to say it was like 10 o'clock. And right. finally, like, my mom was like, all right, we'll bring you to the hospital. I probably turned like purple from the pain at that point. And I would imagine you bruise. Yeah. Pretty bad in your leg, too. <sighs> yeah, I was getting there. It was like, it was swollen. It was fucking hurt, man. And it was just like a what's this, what's that fracture called? Not a compound, a I don't uh, a hairline. Hell yeah, hairline fracture. Okay, yeah, you're on you're on the money tonight, buddy. Yeah, man, I'm feeling um, good. Yeah, Dan's the, gone, all the confidence in the world. But the cast went like all the way up. Like, really? Yeah, all the way up high to like yeah, to like the almost, top of your thigh, like where your thigh met your hip. <laughs> yeah, where my thigh meets like my ball sack. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, dude. Exactly. And, like I would have to itch down there with like rulers and right. shit. And I would drop pencils down there. I did the same shit when I broke both my arms at the same time. <laughs> Which I've told this story before, but it was basically me and a tree. And we didn't get, agree with each other. I actually <laughs> fell out of it once. And I was like, fuck you, tree. I'm doing it again. I climbed back up and I fell back out of it again. <laughs> but this time I went face first and crack. And we were <sighs> like, we were, we were two miles from a vehicle because we were camping. Ugh. And my dad, for whatever reason, he'd just gotten, like, heart surgery? Like, we went camping. My dad was a fucking trooper. He's like, we're going to go camping. You boys want to go camping? We're going to go camping. And he can't, like, carry anything. He's on a, like, doctor limit of carrying, like, five pounds. So me and my brother, but that, like, I'm, I, how old am I? It's my first, like, right before I go to high school, or it's my freshman year of high school, like, like 12, right after. Yeah, 12 I'm, like, 13, 13 or 14, yeah. right? And... I'm we my brother and I we like packed everything in because he couldn't <laughs> and we had to walk this whole mileage and he just had like a double bypass surgery and I'm holding my wrists against wow. my chest right but yeah you man. broke both your wrists both of my wrists yeah and how I had two that, casts how was that recovery uh recovery was great it's the one year it's a great year because me and my buddy we built a treehouse that summer and we didn't need a hammer <laughs> you should guess yeah 
That's brilliant. It's awesome. Like I could just like whack. Well, like I felt, yeah. like I felt just invincible with those casts. But you're right. Like I got a fifty cent piece stuck in there that I couldn't get out. Yeah. And when they cut off my cast, it, it was, was still it? in there. Absolutely. And yeah. I had JFK's face like <laughs> just imprinted, imprinted on my arm for a day. Or was two. your like wrist like uh, my leg was like super skinny, like, right? It muscle, was muscle like atrophy. It was the wow. It was the it was the oddest looking. Like <laughs> I looked at my wrist and I was just like, they'll never get big again. Right. <laughs> and it was both wrists. Luckily, it was the summer before I learned how to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it was the real the universe, test. Yeah, the know? universe, again, this is something that was at play there. It knew. <laughs> My friend, another friend, Tim, I had so many friends, Tim, he had broken both his wrists at one time. And he was like a fighter, like a real scrapper, uh, like Irish kid. Like, he was just tough and he was always fighting. And right. he, I remember him, he fought this kid, um, Nelson. I think he fought Nelson with both... His, with casts on both wrists. He fought Nelson with both casts, so he was going to the fight with knives, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, dumb. Like, like. I think people were like, well, his wrists are hurt. Like, what? I was like, no, he's wearing casts, dude. Right. And he used them. I bet he did. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nelson, Nelson. It didn't, it didn't last long. No, man. No. You did two, two punches from a cast and you're unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Good yeah. job, Tim. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people with casts are like, I wouldn't punch anybody. Not him. Hmm. He was like, oh, "I'm going to use these." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Not him. Ahead of Not his him. Time. This is, you know, it's about survival out here yeah. on the, on the <laughs> <laughs> fucking Long Island streets, <laughs> the suburban uh, Long Island streets. Anyway, that, that's tough, man. Yeah, that's crazy. He didn't have a trampoline. Mm. No. Yeah, trampolines are. Uh, it's a, it was a good time as a youth, but as we've gotten older. I don't know, really know how relevant they are. I don't have children. No. No, but a lot of... I think people still get them. Okay. Yeah, All right. It's still a thing. Yeah, but they have like the big net around them. All this safety. Yeah. You got to risk death sometimes Kids to understand like, how important life is. <laughs> that's true. And at a young age, really risk it. Yeah. Because that's when you can handle the broken bones. Absolutely. You know, just go, let kid go out there. Yeah, exactly. My brother got hit by a car. Run clean over. Whoa. He's probably going to have some health problems later down the road. But when he was there, he was like, Not you yet. know, he was eight or nine. I told him to go. Really? It was terrible. Like across the street? Yeah. Car just drove over him. The bike that he had actually <gasps> saved him. It was like a cage. Whoa. <laughs> Did the person stop? Person kept driving. I knew it. Person kept driving. You know why I knew that? What was why? Fucking Idaho. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers on a red bike. Target. Yeah. Yeah, later. <laughs> they don't allow red bikes in Idaho. Uh, <laughs> I knew that. Too. <laughs> no, but he got hit. And then uh, what's really odd, what, one of the things that's so vivid in my memory from that moment is there was a man that came like to help, and he handed me an ice cream cone that he'd been eating. <laughs> and he hands me the ice cream cone that he'd been eating. And he's like, here, hold this. And he's like looking after my brother as my right. brother's on the ground, like, you know, yeah. he's basically a, a shell of his of his eight-year-old self. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, here, take this, take this, take this, take this. Like, it's the most important thing in the world. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and you take, you just, and I just, I'm just holding there with this basically melting ice cream cone in my hand. And then my mom, like, 
They shut down the road. It's like a quarter mile. My mom's in heels. And she's just like, my sons, my sons. You know, it's just like fully dramatic. I feel like I'm in an episode of NYPD. And you're holding the ice cream cone. And I'm holding the ice cream cone. And not just that. Across my chest, I have this bag that looks like like a yellow school bus. It's got windows on it. And inside of it is our dog. So here I am, melting ice cream cone, bag strapped across my chest, with our dog's head sticking out of the bag, and my brother's there in pieces. Oh, I'm not laughing at no, the situation, the time was just so. It's 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 very actually comedic. It was. What kind of dog? It was a little schnauzer. Schnauzer should have started feeding the schnauzer the ice cream cone. I know. Yeah, exactly. No, I I was. What was that guy's name that helped your brother? No idea. I don't know. And the, the person that hit him, never, nothing ever? No, the cops found him. Okay. Like, there was, like, it was an old man. Did he know? Or he was like, I get have Alzheimer's? I don't know. I don't know. Just, <laughs> I'm sure he said he did. <laughs> exactly. That's right. I didn't even know I was driving a car. I just thought it was a pothole. <laughs> you know these streets in Idaho. Nobody <laughs> maintains them. Damn city officials. <laughs> <laughs> Every pothole in Idaho uh, screeches like a young child when you go over it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God, it was terrible. Sorry, Matt. That's all right. Matt's a tough guy. What, did he, uh, what do you want to break it? Like, uh, he, he, he fractured his pelvis. Pelvis? I knew it. Uh, fractured his pelvis. I think he had some broken ribs. Ugh. I mean, he was in, like, he was in bad shape. At least he didn't have the fucking, the neck thing from, the, like, the right. trampoline guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was... <clears throat> He might, they might as well have put him in a body cast from the mid-chest down, you know? He was just <laughs> yeah. Like, but the, literally, his bike saved his life because it was a cage. That's unbelievable. I mean, the bike was a cage, which is weird because you think it would be yeah, like damaging. Like, but at the same time, like... The frame of it. The frame of it can spread out the weight. So right. you're not dealing with, like, you know... What kind of bike was it? A Schwinn? Huffy. Schwinn. Schwinn. Yeah, that yeah. was before Schwinn was bought by Huffy. Yeah. That's how you know American made. That's right. Real steel. You know? Huffy. Anyway. Hello there, Dank Odies. I am Joe Merle. I am Phil. And together we are Those Movie Guys Podcast, here with your weekly movie recommendations. And this week, Philip, I'm going with 2017's Wonder. I know it was a very big success at the box office. The book was a wild success. I finally had a chance to see the movie. Not as sad as you think it's going to be, man. It's just all heart, all the way. If you just want to feel good, kind of pick me up. Uh, great story, Jacob Tremblay. Um, but overcoming obstacles and just being who you are. And awesome Star Wars references. So you really can't go wrong. Um, so Wonder is my selection this week, Phil. What do you got for us? Mine is very similar, um, but it's 1990s uh, Tremors. That is extremely so close. spiritual successor, Wonder was, to Tremors. <laughs> but I picked Tremors because that, for me personally, I didn't have cable back then. Like, this is what today's sci-fi movies are or were back then like right we got just that whatever movie that sharknado that you know sharks on the beach sharks in the sand the graboids were the original they sharknado were yeah and it was, it's just fun i think Drew mcintyre's in it which is amazing some great kevin she's a, bacon she's a person kevin yeah. bacon's great so uh those are your selections joe dirt's Dad, dad's in it those are your selections <laughs> that's a big name right there uh, those are your selections for this week. We've got Wonder and Tremors. So for those movie guys podcast, I am Joe Merle. I am Phil. And we'll be back next week with some more movie recommendations. I suppose we should talk about this weekend. Oh. Tim and I got together 
And Dan showed up. <laughs> I haven't stopped talking about it. I mean, right, right, right. So Saturday was my birthday. I turned the big three, four. You did. Had a little gathering with some friends. You did. We, uh, I, I decided what I want to do. I want to have a big party. And I want to get people over. But I also realized that when you have a big party with people that don't know each other, you have to figure out a way to help these people bond with one another. So I decided I'd put on the Code Olympics. You sure did. And Tim, maybe you can give a little insight as to what is the Code Olympics. Well, the Code Olympics, uh, well, it was the first of its kind. Yes, it was the first annual, if I so, will. Well, first, let's, let's, let's apply adjectives to the Code Olympics. Oh, um, okay. Refreshing. Oh, thank you. Um, it was the cilantro of Olympics. <laughs> it was. Yes, thank you. With a, tu- with a touch of mint. Oh, very nice. Um, uh, groundbreaking. Oh, wow. I, in I in terms of 34-year-old pa- birthday parties. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, groovy. Groovy. I think that's a good one. And, uh, I mean, it was very thoughtful. You know, on a more serious note, it was very thoughtful what you did. Um, and it was it was you. It was egocentric. It totally. was egocentric and right, like a little right. quirky. Yeah, that's good. Good, yeah. And fucking hilarious. It worked out. It really yeah, did. Yeah, and so it was um, what Cody did, folks is um, Dan was included, by the way. Uh, he wasn't excluded from the Code Olympics. He was included. Very much so. So Cody put together a, a, a run of events, like Olympic caliber events. That's right. Uh, that all of the guests um, competed in. That's four, right. It was four events, four total events. Four primary events. The first, the main three were Hot Shot, which was basically... Pop shot basketball. Yes, which everybody's played at, at like a bar mitzvah or a sweet 16 at some point. That's right. Life. I wanted to, you know, take you on a journey and I wanted to take people with me. Right. And then the second one was uh, we had uh, bags or cornhole, cornhole as, as I call it, which I always think sounds so perverted. Cornhole. I, that's why I call it bags. Yeah. Yeah. And you're from Idaho. And it's not even allowed there. It's not? Anything you put in a hole, it's not allowed. And then... <laughs> Everybody in Idaho is a eunuch, so it's like, you know. It's amazing how you can't put, like, that goes in a hole. we got to cut it off. Uh, that's pretty much how it is there. <laughs> and then uh, third event was uh, we had a timed game of, uh, of like, beer pong, but we yeah, used three, three cups. cups. Yep. And we put three cups on two sides, on each side of the table, so that you could just rotate in circles as you threw the ball, so you could get your own balls. Yeah, it was, it was one, one player... To the table, so it wasn't a person on each side. It was one person would shoot the three cups, then run to the other side and shoot the other three cups. Yep, and as if they if they they made it in one of the cups, then both of those cups, then that cup would leave, and then the 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 opposing version of that cup would be taken off the right. board as well. Correct. So that was all time. So whomever had the best time won. And uh, luckily, Tim here was one of the judges. I judged for those three rounds. And which yeah. one did you judge? I judged the the hot shot, pop yeah, shot, pop shot, yeah, shot, pop pop shot, shot. Yeah. yeah, I judged that, which was cool because I didn't really have to judge it. I just had to hit the play button and then take the score down. Right, right, right. And, and like, I cheered people on. Very nice. I was you, like, you're doing great. You know, like, I think uh, Dan's wife, Jenny, scored like seven, actually five points. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Jenny. It's all I right. I added on another two at the end. I was like, I'm just going to give you two more. <laughs> I felt, you know, everybody gets a trophy. I felt a victim just for a moment. Oh, man. So, yeah, but I didn't really have to judge, which was cool, except the mystery, I mean, the, the mystery event, the surprise event, the yeah, surprise the event, event, which was event number four. So essentially I opened code Olympics with a opening ceremony. 
yes. uh, to help explain the games and let people know what they were getting themselves into. And then from there, we decided to go ahead and see who wanted to be involved in the games, broke it out, who's going to be our judges. Tim was nice enough to volunteer. I think it's important that we rewind and go back to the way in which you opened up these games. So we all the guests gathered on the back patio. Right. And Cody came in the house. Right. And then he had recorded audio uh-huh. of... Of Cody <laughs> anna- <laughs> announcing the first ever Code Olympics. And actually, right now, Michael's going to go ahead and play that opening sequence for the listeners right now. Boom. So go ahead, Michael, play it for us. July 1983 was a tumultuous time in the world. Mario Brothers was first released by Nintendo in Japan as an arcade game about an Italian-American plumber. Linda Ronstadt debuted as Mabel in Pirates of Penzance, and the first non-human primate was conceived in a lab dish. Not only were these incredible events shaping the world, but in a small Utah town, one woman was enjoying the pleasure of coitus. Little did she know that nine months later, a child would be born. I want to welcome you to the first annual Code Olympics where we celebrate not only the birth of a man, but the pleasure of friendly competition, camaraderie, and hugs. Today's events will not only challenge you, but they will inspire you. Have you ever wondered what your full potential is? Cody has. Have you ever imagined where life will take you? Cody has. Have you ever wondered if there's anyone on this planet with a bigger ego? Cody has not. Now, please give a relatively controlled round of applause for your host, me. Perfect production magic. So there you go. So what did you think, huh? When you first heard it, before before the next part of it, what did you think? I I was... were you surprised? Did you feel weird? I was weird? so happy. No, I was like, a little awkward? No, I was like, this is the okay. best thing ever. Oh, okay. I was laughing okay. so hard. Okay, good, good, good. Um, and I was also looking at everybody else to see if they were laughing as much as I was. Because okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Well, the you intention know? was like, oh, this man has the biggest ego in the world. I know. But and you that, know, that's... I, I, I liked it because it's like, it's so stupid. But that was kind of the joke. I want people to feel kind of uncomfortable and not sure how to react. No, it was perfect. Okay, dude. good, good, beautiful, beautiful. And then Cody, after that announcement, and what was it with that you just heard? I'm sorry. You came out, Cody came out and stood in front of the Code Olympics banner. Yeah, I had, I had, a, I had like a little... <clears throat> A little banner that said Code Olympics, and then behind it I had a cityscape, which right. happened to be a shower curtain that had a city right. printed on, on it. it. Correct. Right, right, right. And then you pulled out of your pockets magically. Well, first, I had confetti in my hands. Oh, it was in your hands, that's right. I had confetti in my hands, and it was, uh, what was it? Final Countdown was playing. That's right. Right. And right, you right. threw the confetti up. I thought the confetti, like, I thought you had your hands in your pockets. Oh, I, I, yeah. yeah, maybe I did. I, yeah. I don't remember. So you threw the confetti up. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then you reached in your pockets. Right, right. <laughs> and this was, this was like the deal breaker. It was almost like pyrotechnics at like a Motley Crue concert. Right. <laughs> I thought somebody the year was, was 1984. <laughs> yeah, I thought somebody was going to get hurt. Like, remember Michael Jackson's face went on fire? Exactly, right, right. And then Cody pulls out four glow sticks and just throws them. 
Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> the the area is too contained. I couldn't have like fire, like right. fireballs. No, I think that's a smart. I think that's a smart. So, fi- so glow sticks were the best thing I could do. And so it, it was a, it was a wonderful like opening to the to the to first the first annual Code first Olympics. Annual Code Olympics. Right. Yeah. You know what I did think throughout the party, and I know we'll get back to the actual competition. No that's fine. I I did think to myself a few times like, wow, Cody is really he might have outdone himself already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, you can die now, Cody. It's okay. Meaning, you can like, if he if he wants to do this again in the future, like he's really like he's gonna have to fucking be creative. No, no, I've been thinking about it. I'm sure you did. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Like there are many things that I wish I could have done, but I realized because of my time constraint and because of uh, financial uh, commitment to make something like that, right, right. and I knew I couldn't do that. Uh, well, I, and then I also felt like, oh, well, this is cool because you know when you finally go to somebody's birthday party, like at their home, like. You're like you're like officially friends. So I was like, all right, now me and Cody are like, now it's past the podcast. Now we're like really friends. And I, I was like, he but in my head, by the way, I didn't say this out loud. And I was like, he better do some shit like this for like every birthday here on out, or it's just gonna be really fucking boring. Like, hey Tim, you want to come over for my 35th? We're just gonna have some cake at the table. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> What are you it's like about? one long table. You're yeah. sitting at the end, and it's Madeline and I just cutting into pie. <laughs> yeah, like what happened to the Code Olympics? <laughs> I'm just saying you can't get lazy now for your birthdays ever again. No, the thing is, is I have hated my birthday for so many years, and I just realized, <laughs> like, it's true. Like Dan will tell you, like last year I was like, no, nah, man, yeah, no, I don't even want to talk about my birthday, and it's been that case for as long as I can remember. And then I just said, you know what, screw it. You did great. Life's too short, man. It was so fun. Thanks, man. I, I hope everybody had a good time. That was really the intention. So, no, everybody did have a good time. It did, it really, like, everybody was interacting and talking, and, but people also were really into it. Good. Yeah. People get competitive no matter what. They get what. competitive. There's passions flying around the That's room. That's also why I decided to judge. Uh, you didn't want to be on that competitive side, or do you get naturally really competitive? No, no, I don't. I mean, if like if I'm training jujitsu and things like that, like something like that, no, I don't get okay. overly competitive. But I, th- I just didn't. Want, yeah, I don't know. I just was like, I'm just gonna judge and just kind of sit back. I think because my natural athletic prowess, I didn't want to really embarrass people and make them feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's basically yeah. like you put me in a competition. I think it's I just, not a competition. I think I was just being lazy, to tell you the truth. Oh, okay. Oh, I just, I was Either like, way, I, it was great. I needed your guys' help, so you yeah. guys were there. That was fantastic. It was really fun. And then, so the fourth and final... The secret event. The secret event. Right. Right. Was... <laughs> it was a 15-minute long event. It was. It was timed for 15 minutes. Um... The participants had to paint, paint, not draw, paint a picture of Cody's, of Cody. It was a portrait. A portrait of Cody. The requirement was you had 15 minutes to make a portrait of myself. That's right. And whomever had the best portrait won. What's great is Tim, after everybody did their portraits, we hid them so nobody could see what they were. We put them up against the wall, so then I introduced each portrait. Right. And then Tim, uh, Scarlett, and uh, Josh, Josh, like the three of them got together, and I told them to basically rank them. And they were the judges. They had to choose who had the best ones. Now, the scale of scoring was irrelevant. Right. It was purely, what do you like the best? Right. And uh, we had a lot of great options, didn't we? We had, um, well, that was the hardest thing, being an artist myself, like judging other people's art. Right, absolutely. But for you, buddy, 
I'll judge anybody's art. I don't fucking care. Thanks, pal. That's I how I thought it. of it. I was like, it's Cody's birthday. And to be honest, what you guys chose was my favorite. The Jesus Cody. The Jesus By Cody. Devin. By Devin. Devin had the best one. It was Jesus Cody. To be fair, Dan Hill, I got to be honest with you, buddy. You made me look like Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You gave me like this weird haircut. I looked like Drop Dead Fred. Garrett had shown me. He's like, Cody, this is what this looks like. And I was like, Dan Hill made me look like Drop Dead Fred. It, yeah, with Hulk Hogan biceps. With Hulk Hogan biceps. Yeah, it was really odd. Like, he almost had you dressed like a Drop Dead Fred, like superhero vampire guy. It was weird. It was odd. Like, when I looked at that, I thought to myself, that's like a mix between Drop Dead Fred, and then you gave me the muscles of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Channing Tatum, and Vin Diesel all in one. Of course he did. Of course. I think he Dan just made his own like little. Yeah. Well, there was uh, so the Jesus Cody. Jesus Cody was one, and then the following one was Fry Cody, right? Right. Number two was Eric. He did Fry Cody. Yeah, it was brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Right. 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 Although I did say I said out loud. Thinking back, I was like, I was like, oh, you probably sound like a dick. When I was like, oh, remind, it looks like Bart Simpson because he reminded me of Bart Simpson. Because all of those characters are actually, it's in the style of Bart Simpson. Okay, so then I... Then so I that's why like, you okay. look like Bart, that's why it does, because right. Groening's characters all look like Bart yeah, Simpson. Yeah, I wasn't trying to be like dickish. No, not at all, man. Actually, if you look up Fry, Fry yeah. it's Futurama. Okay, yeah. So, it was amazing how quick he did that. Yeah, it was pretty easy. He was like, He's an artistic dude. Yeah, and then third was, um, was it The Many Faces of Cody? Yeah, Many Faces of Cody was third. Which was funny. Caitlin did a great job. Caitlin yeah, did a so great job. K- Caitlin, or, uh, Caitlin with a K, as she reminded me f- four times. Good. Um, I-, I liked her approach because she, right off the bat, admitted, hey, I'm not artistic really like this. So Very she, nice. like, she did like a cool, like, rainbow colored background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then wrote the many faces of Cody and then put very simple, like, happy, sad, and like in the middle. Yes. Right? Exactly. I thought it was, I thought it, it was, was very different than what other people were doing. Right, and when you're when you're approaching this, you got to think outside the box. Am I right? Have to, have to. And have then to. Uh, number four was uh, Jenny, Jenny Hill. Jenny had a Jenny did this like really slender, feminine version of me. Like I had this little like uh, like you had like an eighth grade art teacher haircut. That's right, and I had like these little like you know <laughs> fancy girl glasses. <laughs> yes. You know what's weird about that painting? When she first started out, I was walking by because I was like. Being nosy, curious, and, yeah, right. and I was like, right. I was like, wow, Jenny, that that's a great Rick Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> and then it it and ended up you were just looking like super effeminate. Is that the word? Femin- feminine, feminine. Yeah, feminine. feminine. Like yeah, you just like like Cody as a girl. Yeah, like I was. You know, to be honest, I looked like a really smart, beautiful woman. I think so. I think so, but too. Maybe would have been like a librarian. Right. I think so. That's probably my calling if I was more of a female right. type. And then number five was... Was uh, Cheese Cody. Yeah, which was the best. Which basically was a mixed media piece. Yeah, it was uh, It was your face, kind of. Right. Uh, who did that one? Chrissy. Chrissy from... Uh, Movie uh, Geek uh, Podcast. Married Movie Geek Podcast. Yeah. yeah. So Chrissy drew Cody's kind of face. But it didn't matter because she took a piece of cheese. That's right. And glued it on his mouth. Right. She glued it on. She glued it. Where'd she get the glue? I have no idea, but I can't get the cheese off. <laughs> it's going to stink soon. I know. It's going to get moldy. It will. And so that was the top five. And every, everything else was really good. There were some good ones. It was there were funny. Some, there were some really, really good ones. I really, really liked Mayron's Cat Cody. It was really weird. Oh, no. You know what it reminded me of? Uh, 
Shape of Water, the the under oh the, the underskewed water like creature yeah yeah yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. reminded me of that yeah I really like that I just like the colors yeah it was colors cool. were great it was cool um, but I plan to you know create a uh, I want to frame them as yeah. one big unit and then kind of display it because it's just weird yeah and I like it because it's like everybody did it so you get everybody's kind of personality in it I was know? gonna say it was so interesting like when so when you like. Cody bought all these paints and like little, what are those called that they painted on? Canvas? Like little canvas pieces yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like five by eight. And then it was so interesting to see like when everybody sat down and we were like, all right, like when we set the timer, like you have 15 minutes, go. Like it was just silence. Yeah, everybody was so focused. Like people were just concentrating right, right, on right. like and looking at you. Like they were really into it. That was, that was incredible. It was a good way to end it. I mean, if you ever want... All I'm saying is if you ever have a bunch of guests at your house and you fucking are tired of hearing them yammering, you sit them down <laughs> and you, you tell them... You put some paints in yeah, front of them and, and tell go, them it's art hour. And go paint my face right now for the next 15 minutes. Absolutely. And yeah. there's a prize at the end for you. And Absolutely. they'll all shut the fuck up and do it. That's right. So the whole... They all competed for one thing. And that was the uh, uh, Code Olympics Totem of Excellence. <laughs> which was this totem... It's the, the totem. It's the totem. Yeah, the TOE, Totem of Excellence. Totem of Excellence, of course. TOE, of course. It's the toe. You're right. right. You get the toe. You win the toe, and uh, we tallied up the numbers because we kind of scored it like Mario Kart. Explain the Totem of Excellence. The Totem of the the toe was a. uh, So I went out, I was going to get a trophy for everybody. Right. And I couldn't find a trophy, but I found this, like, handled, like, you know, it's maybe a foot tall. And it looks like a, like kind of like a fertility, right. like an African fertility. If you like Queen Latifah in like '95, like in the UNITY video, like something like that, right? You know, like in in wood form. Yeah, exactly. In wood form, exactly. That was what everybody was competing to gain. And then uh, the other two places, my silver and bronze, they both ended up with uh, uh, Lifehouse's first album <laughs> as a medal, and then uh, third got Hollow Man. Uh, the DVD as a medal. Kevin we put them on ribbons and... Elizabeth Shue? Oh, man. That's so mm-hmm. Elizabeth Shue and the Saint. That's right. That's Elizabeth Shue. Wow. That's right. Amazing. And cocktail. And cocktail. Oh, and cocktail. And, yeah, and so Cody tied those CDs as medals around. Like, was that straight? It was like ribbon. It was ribbon. They right. were ribbon. They were tied to the CDs. Jenny was nice enough to do that for me. They looked great. Right. And you and he had podiums. He quite literally had podiums. Right, for people to stand on. But Justin, who took third place, is so tall. He's like 6'5". That he was, he was standing on the ground, and Eric, who was in first place had like a two foot lift and they were still the same height. <laughs> they were still like close to each other. Justin's right? so tall. Yeah. yeah he was yeah. so happy he got third place. Well, those guys were challenging. Justin won a, uh, a mug, uh, a, a Starbucks Chicago City Skyline <laughs> mug. That's right. Uh, second place won a Bob Ross Col- uh, coloring book, coloring book, which has all the like pictures that you color <laughs> and then it has a, uh, a Bob Ross uh, basically line. And then first place won a Stranger Things Blu-ray disc set and a mystery gift, which ended up being a brand new used 52-inch television. Yeah, it was a big TV that you right. brought from the side of the house. Right, right. Which, by the way, that might have been the only moment that I regretted not competing because I just moved out here and I left my TV in New York. So I don't have a TV. 
And then when you brought that out, I was like, fuck, look at this TV. Don't worry about it. I got you covered. I got another one I'll give you tonight. <laughs> you do? Dead serious. We have all these TVs. There's no joke. Really? I'm dead serious. Just get I got an TV. LG like 40 inch in the back you can have. Perfect. There you go. Thank you for judging. Sorry, Scarlett. Yeah. <laughs> she, she has a TV though. Yeah, she's, she's got me. a TV. No, I'm just oh, look how this works out. All right. Yeah, perfect. that works. That perfect. works. I got an extra TV. Now I just have to get myself some internet connection where I live and I'll be on my way. There you go, man. Baby steps here. Don't try and take on the world all my, at once. By the way, my last TV that I left in New York, the reason why I left it in my old apartment is because somebody gave it to me. So I was like, I'm going to pay this forward and leave it for the next person. Very nice. And now you're giving me a TV. That somebody left here in my house. Which I will leave wherever. Actually, Perfect. Look, it's, it's, it's a story. I'm going to be living in a trailer soon. So I'm You're going to be living in a trailer? Yeah. Okay. No, seriously. In Venice? Like, who, yeah. do, you, who do you think you are? Riggs yeah, from Venice. Lethal Weapon? I'm Tim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So we're at... <laughs> Where I live, Riggs and Murta over here. I'm go. currently in a two bedroom with a okay. friend of mine, but we have like a carport. Well, out here we call them carports, right? Do you know what that is? Is the carport where it's got the awning? Yeah, the it's awning, over the top, and, but and there's, there's no real garage. No, exactly. Right. It's kind of cool, um, and it's it's long. It's enough for like two two trucks, I would say, two cars, two big cars. So the back end of the carport is like fenced off, and there's like cool like uh, landscaping. Cool. And we were like, yo, man, that's a cool spot for a trailer. Very nice. You know, and, and uh, my dog, who's old, she, she, you know, she has trouble going up and down steps. Mm-hmm. So she's been going up and down these steps. She can do it. But I was like, it was his idea. He's like, why don't we get a trailer? And you can live in that. And then you can use the kitchen and the bathroom, like whatever. Right. And I was like, I'm going to write a TV show in a trailer in Venice. And I was like, absolutely. Let's do that. You should. So we found one in Arizona. Uh-huh. His brother got it. And now we just have to go get it. Do you know who did something very similar to that? No. Uh, none other than Matthew McConaughey. Is that right? He lived in a van for like the first several years he was out here. Yeah. And he had this like really cool van. There you go, and, buddy. And uh, you're basically running the McConaughey train right now. That's a sign. All right, all it's right, a, all right. All right, all right, all right. Like it's a 1969 Clinton. Shasta. That's what it's called. And this is like fully like... The Rasta Shasta. Got a, it's got a toilet and a shower and everything. It has... No, it has kitchen. Right. Uh, we're going to hook up solar panels. Nice. For power. And then there's no shower, but I'll just use, you know, inside. I'll use yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff. yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. You know, it's California, so I don't have to worry about heat or anything. Nope. It's going to be cool. That's pretty great. Right. And then... I love the, that idea. In the other part of the carport, I'm setting up my martial arts like training. So when you open the garage door, it's going to be like a whole world. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Fun, right? Put some pads down. Yeah. So you do this Krav Maga thing, right? <laughs> no. No Krav Maga. So you've been doing it for a lot of years. I know you were talking to Dan last week a little yeah. bit about it. Yeah. And I, it got me a little curious. Yeah. Like, you know, number of times you've had to uh, protect yourself. Since I've started training martial arts? Never. Isn't yeah. that weird? Did you get in fights before? Yeah. All the time? Yeah. And then you started doing this? Yeah. That's what happens. It just it just humbles you so much because you realize like... I could destroy you. Or I, I can get destroyed. Right. Yeah. More of that. More I can get destroyed? Yeah. You don't ever underestimate your opponent. I mean, you have to... Of, like, yeah, like tapping, like tapping out to somebody like is the ultimate sign of like, all right, you got me. Right, right. That's true. And you do that... Over and, and over, over and over again. Anybody like out there, it wouldn't matter. You're like, I don't want anything to do with that. Wow. It's weird. It kind of changes your whole temperament. It's really cool. 
So before, do you feel like you were more high strung? Yeah, I mean, what got, I guess really the question is, is what got you into it? So, I, I mean, I just, I always, I boxed before, like trained some boxing. I wrestled growing up. So wrestling growing right, up was, right, right. was a big, that was a big thing. I mean, that kind of humbles you too, you know, but uh, wrestlers are high strung individuals. Yeah, they a are. A lot of them. Yeah. But then the martial arts, I don't know, it just kind of toned you down in, in a weird way. It's, it's really amazing. That's I cool. Think. Yeah. You know, and I just got into it because, I mean, I've just, you know. It's, Did you do it for a girl? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you like no. meet some girl, man, I just wish I could find a guy that knows jujitsu. Right. Uh, oh, that's me. That's me. What's up? Yeah, I just, I've been doing it. Well, I've been doing it forever. Cool. No, I didn't do it for a girl. I did it because, um, I don't know, I was just really drawn to it. I was breakdancing for a long time. Right. Which, like, the movements are, you know, which is, breakdancing is like a martial art, too, in a way. Yeah, I mean, it's flow-based, right? right. Like, it's, your, it's all rhythm. It's very creative. And especially jujitsu is all rhythm, right? All rhythm. Right. All martial arts. All martial creative arts. Creative, right. and it's rhythmic and creative. That's why it's called arts. Right. Yeah. And that's why, like... Martial with, arts killer. Right. Martial right. arts killer. <laughs> but Bruce Lee was, like, he was on that tip. Was, like, trying to find the best combination of all types. Okay. To see what would work best. Yeah. And that's why the evolution of martial arts, like those MMA mixed martial arts guys, like, dude, you don't want to fuck with those guys. Like, they, know, ever, they know it all. Here's news for uh, Dan and Cody listeners. Uh, a life tip, if you may. Life tip, okay. Um, if you're ever out. Okay. And you, uh, you run into, you know, if you're at a bar or something and, you know, tensions heat up, always check the person's ears. Because if they have cauliflower ear, right, 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 you know, you don't want anything to do with them. Absolutely, because not that doesn't mean that means they are a grappler, and grapplers are going to put you on the floor. They yes, they don't want to throw they, a fist. They no, want to put you in a submission, and you won't probably won't even be able to hit them. Right, you know. So always check the ears. That's what I tell people. Always check the ears. Yeah. Huh. All right. Okay. I'm Here a big check. fan of open mouth kisses. Yeah, just do that. So I'm just like, who, you want to punch me? All yeah. right. Yeah. But no, martial arts really does, it, it makes you not want to fight anybody ever. Right. Hmm. I think that's... It's cool. It is cool. That's why I think it's really, it would be, it's great for kids, you know? Gets them in a good place, shows them the ropes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. That's why they won't let them do it in school. It would be too good for them. <laughs> Damn schools. Damn schools. Oh, also though... So now we have two things. Always check the ears. And mm-hmm. if you're going to get hit by a car, always put your bike over you first. Right, exactly. Use it as a cage to do this first way. And you'll get away with a broken <laughs> pelvis and a few ribs. So right now you are in the middle. You're currently, you're writing a lot. You're doing music, whatever you can write, you write. Correct? Right. You're a That's, writer, essentially, is I'm what it comes down yeah, to. I'm the best. So being this great amazing awesome uh sensual writer actually i believe you're a very sensual writer <laughs> you want to sell Thank a you. television show sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> i just kind of felt myself back this all right so you want you what you're in the middle of working on a television show a yeah. pilot of sorts yes, yes. so what what what's the pilot about can you talk about it are you going to uh, keep it on keep it on the DL? I'm, I'm trying to keep it on the low. Well, Understood. The, yeah. Understood. Okay. So, question from our It's based friend. off my book. How's that? Okay. All right. All right. Interesting. All right. All right. Um, so, uh, Dan wanted me to throw a question your way. Fucking Dan. Of course, right? He mm-hmm. said, if somebody gave you a green light on TV to, to, make, your mo- to make your television show, mm-hmm. 
Uh, you had full creative license. Right. It's your show, mm-hmm. whatever it is, but you had one condition. <laughs> one condition is that you must shave your dreads off right. to as low as Dan Hill's hair. So basically, no hair. Bick in your head. Right. Would you do it? Um, yeah, I'd do it. Stupid question, Dan. Next. No, I'm kidding. Well, I, no, would you really? Like, you well, would. It would grow back. Okay. It would grow back. Right. And yeah, I would do it because it's that's like a sacrifice for for the greater good. Because then it would, you know, you'd be able to do, help people. Yeah. Yeah. I'd then have the freedom to really do what I want to do. That's okay. Good yeah, question, absolutely. dude. Good question. So you know what the interesting thing about dreads is, Cody. So the reason why I started, my, I, like, I allowed my hair to dread is because I was so tired of like combing it and worrying about it, and getting it cut, and like I was tired of doing that for okay. fucking ever my whole life. Right. And finally, I was like. I was like, I'm so tired of like brushing my hair, worrying about what it looks like. I'm just gonna stop brushing it, and that's how my that's how your hair dreads up, right? Because you, it's it's that's yeah. how your head dreads up. Yeah, my hair would not. It would be it would my, be funky like literally like if my hair grew out, it's perfectly straight, and I would look like cousin it from the Adams family. <laughs> so you're lucky enough to grow dreads. Right. I'm lucky enough to look like a carpenter for the rest of my life. <laughs> like one of the car speakers. Oh yeah, exactly. So, no, but the thing is, the interesting thing is, so you do that with this idea of like letting go of like image and who fucking cares what my hair looks like, but then you get so attached yeah, you're to your fighting dreads. fighting the man. But then you get attached to your dreads and you're like, oh, I can't imagine not having my dreads, you know? Yeah. It's all the same is what I'm saying. <laughs> I just like them because I can use them as a pillow. Well, I mean, of course. That's it. Who needs a pillow yeah, now? because if the trailer and the TV show... So when you like cut that, them off, is this going to be one of those things where you'll just throw it into a case and you'll have it as a pillowcase? I'm going to light them on fire. Oh, wow. And then smoke the ashes <laughs> on Easter Sunday. <laughs> There's probably some remaining, yeah. you know, toucha. In oh, yeah, definitely. Those. A whole bunch of shit in there. <laughs> I'll basically be smoking cocaine and... <laughs> And weed. Oh, and, shit, I remember that year. Oh, uh, yeah, that was fucking 2002. That was a good year. Not a good year. You've had it for how long? Uh, how cocaine? Long no, dreads. No, um, uh, five years. Oh, that's not long. No. Okay. But my, uh, my hair, I haven't cut my hair in like fucking long time. Eight, maybe eight, nine years. Oh, that's not, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah, that's. That's nice. Before, did you just used to use like one big comb? And uh, dude, it would just, just like long, flowing locks. I look like a fucking tiger. No, a lion. Okay. Yeah, like nice. a mane, you know? I looked like a... I probably looked pretty creepy, actually. Nice. I looked like Robert Downey Jr. with long hair. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's ever been a movie with Robert Downey Jr. with long hair. No. I'll tell you what, he didn't have long hair in the movie Due Date. He did not. <laughs> Is that a good movie? No, I don't know. If, is that the movie? Is that what it's called? No. Okay. Maybe. I thought that was the one with Zach Galifianakis. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. Is it due date? Okay, okay. okay. You're right. Anyway. So, yeah, that's the answer to that question, Dan Hill. Sorry, I'm just playing this video game. Wow, man. Your whole body's moving. You're all shaking. Is I'm it, not sure what's going on. You're making the voices with it. Like, what's happening is in it, there? Is it too loud? It's too loud, man. All right, let me put on these headphones and see how it sounds. Whoa. 
Dude, over here. Whoa, what's yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, Sorry. What, what, what? What's up? What's up? Those are beautiful, man. Are those Scandinavian designs? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, what, what, sir. What are those, man? These are studios, man. Oh. I, they're my gaming headphones. Okay. They look dope. You, you saw when I was playing without them, uh-huh. it was very loud. Yeah, it was. And then I plugged them in. Yeah. And that's all going in my head And it's now. just as clean as when you weren't wearing them? Super clean, bro. Wow. StudioSweden.com. Yeah. Check them. Or... Get into the show notes okay. of this podcast. Uh huh. Click the link. Okay. And type in D A N D K. Uh huh. You'll get fifteen percent off, bro. So I can get myself a set when I play video games. That's right. Love it, dude. Check out those Studio Sweden headphones. Perfect for gaming. Gonorrhea. <laughs> Again. Seriously. Yeah. What about? Untreatable. What do you mean untreatable? Man in the UK has the world's worst. Gonorrhea. He's got super gonorrhea. Is it like a super, like a super bacteria? Is that what they've defined it as, like scientifically? So apparently, or is it just a bunch of doctors who can't figure it out? No, no. So he's got gonorrhea, but gonorrhea is a bacteria in the first place, right? Doctors are concerned. They've been concerned over the last number of years that we've overprescribed, right? You know, medications that fight these diseases. Understood. And these diseases naturally build up. <laughs> mm-hmm resiliences to these drugs. Right. And at this point, we've got super gonorrhea. Whoa. It's the Hulk of gonorrhea. And uh, this guy in the UK ended up picking it up from some woman in Southeast Asia. Uh, and now, did he, uh, did they, um, what's the word called? Did they quarantine him? They didn't say anything about quarantining him. What they did say is that they said they're now tracing to his other sexual partners. Whoa. His oh. other sexual partners, which which he picked this up in January. This right. guy's a machine. Is he good looking? He must be. I don't know. The only picture they have is that looks <laughs> like a woman in jeans. Right. Well, he's and all you're guy. seeing is her waist down to the midsides of her calf, right. of her uh, thigh. And it looks like she's just barely showing like a condom. Oh, really? So there's no picture of him. He's, uh, well, luckily for him, because that, that would be the end of his run. You know? Yeah. This gonorrhea just won't be gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the commercial. Oh, my god. That's terrifying. You know what? There was, a, um, there was a case a few years ago where they doctors discovered a bacteria that was resistant to antibiotics. Okay. And they said it was the first of its kind. They said, and they, I think they were saying it's not good that this bacteria has formed, you know, because, again, it goes back to the overprescribing. Right. Eventually, there's bacteria. Penicillin was like the miracle drug right. when it first came out. But years went by, and they'd overprescribed penicillin, and they had to create different variations and stronger variations of penicillin that would kill that bacteria. And before that, you know, it, it, it couldn't beat it, and now it beats it. So now we're going to have to find some alien penicillin that's right. going to fall from space. And help us kill all the diseases. I think that's... But I do think that's going to happen. <laughs> well, it looks like we've got the penicillin comet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That has crash landed Sugar in France. and water. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's, I mean... That's terrifying. It's pretty scary to think that, like, you know, 30 years ago, everybody right. was afraid of AIDS, right? Yeah. AIDS hit, AIDS epidemic, 40 years ago, whatever it is. AIDS epidemic hit, 
they had classes about AIDS. I know we've talked, Dan and I have talked about this on the podcast, but it's, it's, it was crazy to think that was a big deal. But now it's coming to the point where some of these old diseases are becoming so resilient to these drugs yeah. that it's like, they're going to be just as bad. Oh yeah. They're like make it's like they're making a fucking comeback. Exactly. Yeah. You know? It's, it's like, uh. Uh, it's 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 like watching a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like syphilis has been hanging out. And he's like, wait, like syphilis is waiting to make its move. Right. It's like, oh, super gonorrhea. Yeah. Oh, that's no. uh, life goals. Super oh, great. Syphilis. It looks like they're doing another season of Roseanne. You yeah. know, like, oh no, right. gonorrhea right. that doesn't die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. right. Why right. are they doing another season of Roseanne? Right. There's a big push right now for all of these. Uh, Will and Grace, Roseanne. Right. You got Will and Grace, Roseanne. Is there a big push, or is that? People are eating them up. And the problem is Mm -hmm. Netflix. Yeah. You know, I binge The Office. I watch The Office. I watch two, three episodes of The Office every day. Right. It's playing in the background. It's there. If they they showed new episodes of The Office, I'd fucking watch it. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's like, okay, Roseanne's been on Netflix. Will and Grace has been on Netflix, I think, or something like that. Is that what it's on? Was Roseanne on Netflix? It was Netflix or Hulu. One or the other. Oh, I thought right. it was on network television. Well, it was originally. No, I thought... And the new one is, too. Yeah, it's on new... ABC. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, they get this information that says, hey, we'll give you Roseanne. You've got to tell us how many people are watching it. Bing, bang, boom. They realize how many people love it. Right. Now we've got a green light to make it again. Because, essentially, they're huh. regurgitating stuff that they know they can sell. Yeah, of course. Because that's what they do. Yeah. And it makes everything really unoriginal. And it's boring. lame. It's fucking lame. And I'm not saying that because I'm it's attempting like, to write a TV show. It's right. kind of lame. Well, it's the problem with movies, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're turning, they're turning television into movies in a way. Yeah. And that's scary because in the next five years, we will see that because Roseanne's successful, Will and Grace is successful. You know, we're going to see Home Improvement again. <sighs> you know, Tim Allen's going to come back with his boys who are now 40. <laughs> They are. Jonathan Taylor Thomas fucking, has five kids from his with him and his husband. Brad's like strung you out know? on the fucking freeway in Kentucky. Exactly. Brad. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to fucking Brad? Never got a fucking job again. Jesus, hunky Brad. Probably made some good money though. Probably those, those kids definitely. Yeah. Well, John, John, what's his name? Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. JTT. JTT. Right. He did. He did well. That kid. Yeah, he did some work for a while. Years. He but wanted you know to be what? a director, and I think he became a director. Right. Yeah, but you know what? Like, good. Like, good for them as like child actors. Like to land, land that. Kid. That's great to land right. that gig like that. And that show did did really good things based off his comedy, which is cool. Right. But you know, don't redo it. You don't have to. No, no, no. It's 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 stuck in that time, and selling nostalgia only gets you so far. Because what'll happen is you'll hit a wall, and then what nostalgia are you selling? Right. But what? And and then what about the actual actors? Like John Goodman doesn't need to doesn't Roseanne doesn't need to do Roseanne again, or does she? I have no idea. Like are they hard up for cash? Like, like right, right, right. Like John Goodman, no way. Man, no set for the rest of his way, life. Dude. Right, right, right. So like for me, like. I mean, maybe it'd be different when I get old, but I could never imagine myself being like, all right, let's do it again. Like, it's done, you know? Like, I'm one of those guys that's very much like, okay, I did it. Let's move on. Yeah, like, move on. That's what life's about. Right. Yeah, and that's why... It From does- an artistic standpoint, yeah, you're not doing it for the art. You're doing not it for the even- money grab. Yeah, because the art was already done. Right. You did it. Now all you're doing is just rinse and repeating. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of shitty. Well, what did you think about, like, did you see Jumanji? The new one? I didn't see the new one. I've heard a lot of good things. Me too. I heard it's, I heard it's so, I heard it's very, it's a nice variation of what the original was. They, they, 
they give some good nods to the original, but it's a completely separate movie. Right. Okay. That's what I heard too. Which that I'm I'm more okay with. Like a movie's a little different. Yeah. A show that you could make twenty episodes a season, like like you would on a na- major network. Epi- yeah. You know, that's much. I don't want anything to do with network TV. Nah. Nah, it's all fallen by the wayside anyway. It is absolutely. So Netflix conquering conquering the game. Hulu, Amazon. It is. It's a bunch of... HBO still does really well, though. Yeah, they, I like the programming. I mean, and I, they're willing to take... They're willing to try new things. And right. that's why I like them. And they have uh, the biggest TV show of all time on their network. They've had it many times. Many times, yeah. yeah. Sopranos, Game of Thrones. Yep. They have uh, The Wire. The Wire, wire is great. Right, right, I like right. HBO a lot. Yeah. I'm going to get my show on HBO. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Tim's going to get a show on HBO, so just look out for it. And you know what? When I'm fucking filthy rich, I'm still going to live in a trailer in Venice. Hopefully you're still using those uh, uh, solar panels. Oh, absolutely. And Matthew McConaughey is going to, he's going to try, he's going to tow my trailer with his van. Nice. It's pretty dope. Oh, I love that. And honestly, Tatum, no, Channing Tatum. Tatum O'Neill. Tatum O'Neill. No, Channing. Tatum O'Neill. <laughs> She's going to come over and we're going to have coffee. Uh, Channing, what's his name? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, since now I know he needs a place to live. Right, exactly. Doors open, buddy. It's all you, come buddy. Come on down. Now that you're divorced. Divorced. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of sad. Too, that's too bad, know? man. They have kids? I don't know. Oh, all right. I mean, living in that world, it's high-paced, yeah. or it's fast-paced. Right. So you're dealing with things that you and I probably don't ever deal with. Right. And, and I can imagine that you, when, when you are the CEO, the head of something, mm-hmm. the boss, having a personal life takes a backseat. No, no matter what, show business or not, anywhere. Right. Yeah, I mean, and they're just people. Absolutely. You know? This is what people do. Fall in love, you know, break up. It's okay. It's just, it's part of it. People are people. Yeah, people are just people. That's it. Except for that guy with the super gonorrhea. Except for the guy with the super gonorrhea, which actually leads me into my next thing. Oh, by the way, did you hear that on the next X-Men spinoff, there's going to be a guy that has gonorrhea as his superpower? (laughs) Nobody can stop it. (laughs) Yeah, they just... It's just yeah. It's they're so ahead of like the the curve every time. I don't know how they do it. That Xavier, he's a fucking genius, right? You know, <laughs> he's like I picked you up with my brain messages. Yeah, yeah. and I could see that you had super gonorrhea. We need somebody that's that powerful to have sex with yeah. all of these yeah. beautiful superhero villains. I, I planted it in Southeast Asia because I knew you would be there. It's so crazy. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Only one of them could contain it. <laughs> you. Which actually is really odd because if you have super gonorrhea, you're the kind of person that probably doesn't use a condom for sex. You use it for snorting. Huh? Have you seen this? <laughs> Stupid kids. The no. new snorting a condom challenge. Come on. What, like all the way through their nose and out yeah, their mouth? Yeah, apparently, and out their mouth. And they pull it out. That's, uh, the, that's the challenge. As a child suffocating? Teens put an unwrapped condom, one of them of their nostrils... And inhale until the condom comes out of their mouth. That is fucking gnarly. Yeah. I mean, whatever you can do to get more buddies to watch it. I mean, that's what you do when you're bored, I guess. I mean, is that what we're doing here? I mean, is this is this basically the equivalent of snorting a condom up your nose? Spitting <laughs> it out of your mouth? 
You're listening to the Dan and Cody <laughs> podcast, where we snort condoms up our nose and spit it out our mouth metaphorically. Oh, you know what? Code Olympics. There's a new event next year. Next year. That's right. The condoms. Condoms. We snorting. can do a time. We can do a time to. Yeah. How many snort. you can do in a minute? That's right. And then you have to use that condom to paint a picture of me. Oh, that's foul. Paint a picture of you snorting a condom. Oh, I like that. Right? And I'll do it right for them so they can see what it looks like. That's odd. Yeah, it is. It's actually uh, apparently a big thing. I don't know. I mean... What does that mean, a big thing? What was the other thing they were doing? Oh, Tide, like laundry detergent pods? They were eating them? The Tide tide Pod Challenge. Why? Because it gets you high or something? Uh, I just because somebody did it, dude. I couldn't even like remember. Did your mom ever put soap in your mouth? Yeah, it was the worst. It was the worst, and that didn't kill you. That wasn't bad, right? Tide pods have chemicals in them that will hurt you. Oh, yeah, they'll give you cancer. So, in in January, 142 incidents were reported of condom sniffing. No, 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 of the Tide, Tide pod challenge. Pods. 104. That's only that were reported. 142. Absolutely. So you could probably times that by eight. Well, that is me using Cody science. If there's any teenagers around the west side of Los Angeles that's looking for Tide Pods, please walk down the alley right off Penmar and look for the trailer. Hey man, look for the trailer and the martial arts gear, uh, and and deposit $5 into the little slit in the garage door and you will receive Tide Pods beginning, <laughs> beginning tonight. That's Come like, and get those Tide Pods, That's legal, kids. right? I'm just, it's just Tide Pods. Ugh. That's weird, man. Yeah, it is weird. Right? Do you, do you got any here? <laughs> no, I don't have Tide Pods. I have Cascade Pods. Though. Oh, it's like the, that's the hard that's, shit. That's the shit that gets you. That's like the white collar shit. Oh, you think you can handle a Tide Pod? You can't handle Cascade, bro. <laughs> oh, the Cascade oh, shit like numbs your face cool. up. That's cool. So you go ahead and you clean your clothes, right? Try a hard <laughs> dish with old pepperoni on it or something. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know, buddy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, 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 it is crazy. I would like to see a, a fucking kid that can simultaneously inhale a con- snort a condom and eat a Tide Pod if you could fucking do that then I'm impressed I want to see that kid I do too like double uh, double condom double nostril both at the same time <laughs> yeah spits it out oh, man. Hey, you know if it's if it's short enough he could keep it in his nose and his mouth at the same time and just wait for that perfect moment I just gagged a little bit Ugh. just thinking about it probably that kid would too do you happen to have a uh, champion of the week? No, dude. I was supposed to do that, and I didn't. That's okay. Do you have one? I do. His name's Eric. I need Eric do. Diaz. The champion of the week. Yeah. Eric Diaz won the uh, Code Olympics. He did. He was our champion of the week. He uh, he did such a great job. He I forgot which rounds he won, but he be, he came in second for the art challenge, right? Uh, event number four, and then I actually think he came in first in best in the pop shot, pop shot, mm-hmm. and that's actually what put him at eighteen, which With made him the winner. Score of thirty eight, I believe. What? Mm-hmm. Pulling that out. Nice shooting there, Tex. Nice shooting, Tex. So that's our champion of the week. I know it's nothing too fancy. 
That's well. But there's deserved. a lot of people out there in the world that are doing good things, and I want to make sure everybody knows if you've got if you if you've done something good, right? Let us know. Maybe you could be our champion of the week. Actually, I do have a champion of the week of the week. Oh, you do? Yeah. Now that I think about it, who's that? Uh, so she's Los Angeles based. Her name is Ty Babylonia. She's a friend of mine. She was okay. a, uh, she was an Olympic figure skater. Oh, cool. Back in the day, I think '82, and she uh, weekly. Um, volunteers uh, to feed people in in Hollywood and she I think she goes every week still wow yeah she's a really really good human being walks the walk talks the talk always trying to help me out always hustling for me but yeah she's that's my champion of the week folks. holy cow and you can follow her um, Ty Babylonia at Ty Skates I believe on Instagram does she teach yeah she's still like heavily involved in the I would think world so like if you do that and you get to that point you have to be, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. A yeah, big she part was, of you uh, becomes a part of she that. She was um, uh, U.S. Um, world uh, U.S. champion uh, pairs skating. Like they were big. Her and Randy Gardner, they were like big. And they went to the Olympics. Yeah, really that's cool. cool. Mm-hmm. And really, really, really good human being. So that's the champion of the week. All right. And if you follow her and you want to volunteer, you can just hit her up on on Instagram. She'll let you know. T a i s k a t e s. And that is our champion of the week it's baseball season it's baseball season and it started the middle of last week that's right the dodgers kicked in new day new game and a dodger fan saw a couple security guards and the los angeles police department holding someone down that they took into custody uh there was a took into custody um and a individual, a big fan, went over and asked what the problem was. And apparently, cops didn't like that. Wow. And they started to beat the shit out of him. <sighs> apparently, this is his side of the story, there were 10 people and all of them completely were punching me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine a guy's facing like 10 fists all at once. Go, 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 go. Like, yeah, I mean, his face must be huge yeah. to fit 10 fists at one time. He said that he wasn't drunk and that it started when he was watching another fan getting a hard time from security. Right. He said he'd asked officers what the problem was, and the next thing he knew, he was being escorted out of the stadium. It was unclear what caused that. My whole side of my legs are completely bruised from the kneeing that they were doing. It's nothing that I'm making up because they have footage. It will all show what they did to me. Right. What also hurts is that Rodriguez said he's been a diehard Dodger fan right. for nearly two decades. He spent $15,000 for his family to attend last year's World Series. Whoa! He also said he wasn't sure what he what he wants to do next. I'm definitely going to voice my opinion to them, and I will hear them out. Right. Just like they need to hear me out also. Oh. I appreciate him for right. being I mean, proactive in a way. And objective. Absolutely. Especially after something is physically... Intense happens to you. Pack mentality gets weird. There's LAPD. LAPD and and, uh, apparently security at the Dodger game. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. Bunch of uh, face punches. Face punchers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's it. That's that's... you know what I think. A lot of police officers have uh, like PTSD. Um, You know, I think you're probably right. You, You talk about like I've listened to you talk about your. Uh, the school scenarios that you've experienced. And, and it makes me think about what these police say mm-hmm. when they say, we've experienced a lot of this. We've been through a lot of this training. Right. And we've experienced a lot of this training. 
And to be honest, they probably have. Mm-hmm. Training isn't the same as real life, but at the same time, training in those situations, like, that's got to be intense. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, know? to train somebody how to disarm somebody with a knife or a gun or some kind of weapon, like, what is that? First thing, first things first, cops that I know, and I appreciate everything that, that, that the police department does, because I, God knows I couldn't do it. But I have to say, they're wired to think that crime is happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Correct. So immediately, what you do when you're wired that way is you see everything as a crime. So you're immediately assuming that that's a crime. Right. Right. It, yeah, it takes a special type of individual to be able to... Uh, objectively. Uh, think objectively, that. like, stay away from the paranoia of being a police officer, you know? Right. Because that's there. Right. And also, they do train police officers now more of like a military mindset, whereas, you know... uh, 20 years ago, it was about community. Right, right, right. It's not about community. It's more like that's the battlefield, and we need to stop the the bad people in a way, you know? Right. And, yeah, and I think... I don't think they're trained enough or properly, and it's it's almost like... Yeah, it could kind of be like a teacher, I guess. Like, what about, like... Training should continue, you know, and... Well, and I know that police departments do do continuous training with a lot of the officers, but but how they train them and the fact that these guys take this stuff home at night. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just... I think it's the residual problem. Yeah, maybe there should be like a cap like on it, like 10 years, like you can only be, you know, you can be a police officer for 10 years, but that's it. You know, who knows? Interesting. You know, something like that. Um, You know, try to figure out... uh, the right age, like when police officers are like mentally, physically, um, psychologically the strongest from what year to what year, say 25 to 35 or 25 to 40. Right. And then, you know, take them off the streets or assign them to something else when they hit a certain age. You know, I don't know. That's interesting. I think it's like anything else when you're, when you're, if you're a cop, you're a, uh, a frontline Marine. Yeah. You're an artist. What happens is you invest so much time, energy, and thought into one thing that right. that becomes your world. Right. And when that happens, like, it changes your normal approach to everything. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're an inventor and you take things that are broken and, and you change them to come up with some kind of solution, what's happening is you naturally, in your brain, do that. Right. But when you're a cop and you're uh, trained to how to diffuse the situation, like you diffuse the situation however you're trained, but over time, that's the way you feel that the world is. That you're yeah, in. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, think about it. I'm a, I would assume, I don't know if I'm correct, but most police officers see at least one dead body at some point. Right. And that's probably just, that's like one too many for most people. Yes. You know? Yeah. And then there's like detectives who see that all the time, you know? And they see the poverty and they see kids that are like getting, you know, they a lot, I think statistically most police, most calls to the police are for like domestic violence. Oh, really? Yeah. I, th- I think I might, I might be uh, mis- mistaken, but you know. You're working as a cop in the same neighborhood and you're like, how many times do I have to go to this person's house because he's beating the shit out of his wife? 
I get there. She protects him. Only for me to be back, have to go back next week and not be able to arrest him. Sooner or later. You're right. You're absolutely you know what I mean? right. We're humans. Right. So approaching that, yes. like it's kind of like one of those things when it's like in your personal lives, it's like you can't approach things and expect to get a different result by continuing to do the same thing, right? right. Like the school system. So, <laughs> right, right, right. You know? Yeah, it's... It's that same that's idea. A, that's a tough job, man. That's, it's a, I, I can't imagine job. being a copy of policeman or being a, a firefighter. Yeah. Being in any of these professions where it's more it, the job is your life. I mean, not to say that my job isn't my life because it, it does take a lot of my time. Right. Uh, but there's there's a there's a there's a physical risk to their jobs. Like they're, they're like I could not make it home tonight because of my job. Right, 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 right. And I train, uh, you know, martial arts. There's a lot of police officers and firemen who train martial arts. Tons. And I I think it's great because, I, you know, I think it probably helps them a lot, especially on the job. Right. And I wish there was more of that. If these guys, and and I, I would hope that these guys are, you know, they're required to give themselves some space from the job. Right. It should definitely be like a, Cyclical, like okay, you're on for four months. You need to take a four month break. Yeah, I know, and they don't, they don't do that. I mean, guys work overtime like crazy, right? Like, you know, like they're junkies. Yeah, and that's a part of the problem too, right? You know? Right. So, I don't know. I mean, man. how big is the Los Angeles Police Department? Do you know? It's there probably just about as big as the New York City Police Department, which would be like the third biggest army in the world. Or no, nah, no, nah, I'm making that up. But it's like New York City Police Department. I think it's like eighty thousand or something. Seventy thousand. That sounds. That, that sounds like what the L.A. Police Department is. I think it's... Uh, I mean, think about any job where you have to carry a gun around every day. So the, so the Police Department of Los Angeles, the City of Los Angeles Police Department, let's see. It's the third largest municipal police department in the United States, according to Wikipedia, uh, after the Chicago Police Department and the New York City Police right, Department. I mean, I mean, yeah. And they're saying that the City of the Los Angeles Police Department services an area... Of 498 square miles. It's big. It's huge. Yep. There's 9,843 officers and 2,773 civilian staff. Okay, so 10,000 officers round about. What about New York? I said 80,000. <laughs> New York. My apologies. No, that's all right. That's. All I mean, right. what I know of the New York Police Department involves uh, uh, blue bloods. Frank Reagan. Frank Reagan, Frank Reagan, Blue. Whatever That's happened right. to him? Sipowitz. 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 Yeah. Sipowitz. Well, how big is twelve thousand? Maybe fourteen thousand. Uh, let's see. You're not giving me a good number here. In two thousand five, the number of officers dropped to thirty-five thousand. There you go. As of two thousand eleven, that figure increased slightly to thirty-six. Thirty-six thousand. Wow. That's insane. It's to like me. A stand, it's an army. It's a lot of cops. Yeah, it's not good either. You know, it's a lot of cops, man. Yeah, there's a there's a lot. I mean, there's corruption all over, but there's in the New York City Police Department. There is tons of corruption, especially with uh, the district attorneys and the you know the brass, and it's it's bad. Well, and I, I think when you're dealing with a uh, Chicago too. Yeah, when you're dealing with that many number of people, yeah, it's hard to uh, separate a lot of that, right? Like, yeah. 
like certain departments are so insulated that they're now probably never hear from certain parts of upper management because they're so pushed away or because yeah. it's, there's just too many things to manage. Everything becomes a bureaucracy at some point when you're dealing with those type of systems, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're, 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 you're right about that. I, I, but is there, a, is there a better way with the police department to manage it? I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I don't know. I couldn't do it. Right. I don't think I could either. Mm -mm. I want to tell you about a company called JC Room Blocks. Do you have 10 or more out-of-town guests coming to an event near you? Maybe you have a bris, a wedding, a family reunion, a science convention. Maybe some friends are coming in town and they just want to get drunk in one place. Or your mom's coming into town and she's got 10 brothers and sisters and they need a room so they can all come over to your house and have a bagel. Well, I have the answer for you. JC Room Blocks, they research hotels in the area that you need the rooms. So if you're in San Diego, they're gonna find those rooms, they're gonna put them together for you. Oh what, you need to be in Boston for a little bit? No big deal, go over to Boston and hang out with your Boston friends. You got 10 or 15 of them and you need a room? Fucking Boston, that's what you're gonna do. Since they're certified travel agents, they can get you the lowest possible rates. On top of discounted rates, they can also negotiate highly discounted bridal suites, shuttle service, and food and beverage functions. If you mention the Dan and Cody podcast, that's us, They'll waive their fee. That means you don't pay anything, okay? Check them out, jcroomblocks.com. I'm going to repeat that, jcroomblocks.com. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter and Instagram. Follow them. Check them out. Get all their rooms. Oh, oh the, the only other thing I wanted to say about your party, Code Olympics. Okay. Um, folks, Cody also, this, is, this was what I believe to be the... The final touches on a brilliant masterpiece known oh. as the Code Olympics. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cody had a confessional booth, like the real world. Or, you know, he had a room for that you could do confessionals. But not only did he have a confessional room, so I was like, oh, he'll have like a little fucking camera in there. No, he had lighting. Like, you had the fucking full-on production for a confessional room. I had a few things. It could have been better. Which explains, which will explain to you why I went in there like five times. <laughs> now, I went in there three times. Yes, yes, you did. And, and I've I, only seen two of the videos. Okay, so far. I played a different character. I tried to play a different Every character time. each time. That was great. God, I think it probably got a little weird at some point. but It seemed like it did in the second one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the Italian kid? Uh, I mean, the... Uh, yes, yes. It was like... It was, it was like a Spanish... Yes, meets Spanish. Like, that's yes, it. Italian kind of... Uh, and I had a... Oh, because Cody also had... Holy fuck. A... Is that a fondue chocolate fountain? Yeah, Madeline was all about this fondue Ma chocolate yeah, fountain. Yeah, Madeline bought a fondue chocolate fountain, which was like flowing... Chocolate. Chocolatey goodness all night. I made a video about it. I have yet to put it on Instagram. I'll do that tonight. Totally. And uh, yeah, so basically what I'm saying is if, you're, if, you need, if you need to get some ideas for a birthday party, Cody's your guy. And if you need somebody to come and hang out and eat food and be a judge of certain things and go in a confessional booth, I'm your guy. Tim's the guy. And if you need a picture of, if you need somebody to draw a picture of you that looks like Drop Dead Fred... Dan Hill is your guy. Dan Hill is your guy. That's actually absolutely right. That's it. That's all, all I right. got. Wow. 
Thank you, every thank you, Tim, for uh, you know two, being here two weeks in a two row. Two weeks in a row. I hope I hope everybody had a great time with me. Appreciate it, man. Because I had a great time with you. You'll be back. I don't doubt it. Don't get the super gone, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to Southeast Asia and get the super gone. That super gone will destroy your dingus. It'll fall off. It'll actually burst into flames. And no amount of condom snorting will get rid of it. Nope, none. None. No amount of Tide Pod cleaning your peen with it. <laughs> you still got it, buddy. Anyway. Thanks for having me, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for coming along. Thanks for listening to the Dan and Cody podcast. Everybody remember to, to, to rate us, share us with your friends, and uh, look forward to having Dan back next week. Thank you, guys. Have a good week. Thanks for listening and laughing with the Dan and Cody podcast. Our email is Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram at Podcast. Check out our website, danandcody.com, and you can contribute to the podcast by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. Subscribe, bitch! Everybody play the tough guy to shoot Mike, just delete this and just jump right into it when Mike, we both you say don't fucking delete a thing. True crime, buddy. Hold on one second. Did you fucking delete anything, Mike? Seriously? Where you at, Dan? Fucking Tide Pod you. Dumb fucking thing.